Stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Lift high his royal banner, it must not suffer long. From victory unto victory, his army shall he lead. Till important that we continually do so because when we look anywhere else we get weak don't we when we depend on anyone else we get weak because there's no uh, stability in the sand of a life that's not based on Jesus Christ all right so this morning uh, we're going to be in Hebrews chapter 12 by the way and we'll call this message Looking Unto Jesus. All right, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. I realize we're all familiar with these verses. But when it comes to looking into God's Word, repetition is our friend because we so tend to forget, don't we? Hebrews 12.1 says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Talking about our life here, isn't it? Looking unto Jesus, the author of 
and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider Him that endured such contradiction of sinners against Himself, lest you be weary and faint in your minds. Now, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. To begin with, God not only knows all, but He sees all, doesn't He? But Paul tells us that there is a great cloud of witnesses that also see us. Who are they? Well, it's not that explanatory, is it, on who who they are? But I believe that the angels see us because they're all around us and they're caring for us by the instructions of God Himself. God has created them for that purpose. They see us, certainly. I also believe that the saints gone on before us are a part of that great cloud of witnesses. There are those that will teach about purgatory and, and different stages. Uh, and I'm not going to say they're all wrong, but I'm going to tell you that when you leave this body, you're going to be present with the Lord. The Bible teaches us that. Right. To be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. The Lord told the thief on the cross, didn't He? This day, you're going to be with me. Why? Because he trusted in Jesus for his life. That's why. All right. Let us lay aside, still in verse 1, every weight. Now, Paul is talking about running a race or living a life for Jesus. That's that's what he's is. Uh, attempting to teach here or instruct us in is how to live for Jesus Christ. So he says to lay aside every weight. Well, what does a weight do? If you've got a big heavy backpack on and it's weighted down, what does it do to your ability to walk? It slows you down, don't it? It'll even buckle you at the knees if it's too heavy. And so it will interrupt your ability to walk or your gait as you do walk. It's very very applicable to our everyday life. Because we take on concerns. We take on worries. We take on doubts about the future, don't we? We do. We lay in bed and we think about these things. And we pray and we say, Lord, I'm going to lay this all at your feet so that I can go to sleep because I have all this weight on me. But the Lord teaches us to take that weight off, doesn't He? And to lay it on Him. 
And it's necessary for us to do so because in our strength, we will be sunk with that heavy weight that we carry on our, in our minds and on our hearts. So Paul's instructing us to lay aside every weight, every worry, every problem that we're facing. Lay it aside so that it doesn't hinder your ability to walk. Because it will. And it will hinder your ability to walk for the Lord Jesus. It will weigh you down. And the concern, if you don't trust in God to take care of your problems or to see you through the issues that He's allowed, by the way, He's in control, and you're going to try to handle them yourself or you're going to seek... Uh, another person's uh, advice, but only the rock of Jesus Christ is sufficiently stable for our lives. As the foolish man built his house on the sand, it didn't stand. And if we build our lives or base our lives on anything other than the Son of God and what He's done for us, our life will sink. Oh, but this faith that God has given us, oh, it's strong, isn't it? As we trust in Him, our lives are stable in Him. And all of this worry and concern that weights us down, it just melts away. And from our heart, we give it to Him. Oh, His his load is light for Him because He's been given all power in heaven and earth. He walks with us. He carries the load with us and directs us in the right way to go. All right. So, having done that, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And there are things that just keep returning, aren't they? That keep returning to our minds. And if we allow them to, they'll keep returning to our lives. They'll they'll move from thoughts to actions if we allow them to. This is a weight that we're carrying. The sin which does so easily beset us Lay it aside and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. That's a problem for us, it patience. It really is. We're always in a hurry, aren't we? We're always in a hurry. Paul tells us to run with patience this race, looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. You see, that joy was in the future, wasn't it? When he was in the garden, sweating blood, he knew what was coming. He was a human, though. 
Did he fear man? No. What he was sweating blood over was the knowledge that he was going to be separated from God the Father. Never in all of eternity had that happened. They're one, remember? Who for the joy was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. All right. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Now, in order to look to Jesus, to look unto Jesus, we have to look away from ourselves, don't we? We do. Because ourselves, if you will, get in the way of us seeing the Lord, don't they? We must look away from ourselves to see Him before we were able to see the Lord. The Lord showed us ourselves, didn't He, in our need. The situation we were in. Oh, but then, after seeing ourselves, we were able to look away from ourselves and see Him and believe Him that He had put all of our sins behind Him. As far as east is from the west, so we don't have to worry about that anymore, do we? No. God's done away with our sin, hadn't He? We have to look away from ourselves in whom there is no good. Psalm 53, 1 through 3. Well, let's just turn there right quick. We were almost there a while ago, weren't we? Psalm 53, 1 The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Corrupt are they and have done abominable iniquity. There is none that do us good. Is that what you saw when the Lord showed you yourself? God looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and did seek God. Every one of them is gone back. They're all together become filthy. There is none that do us good. No, not one. Have the workers of iniquity no knowledge who eat up my people as they eat bread? They have not called upon God. There's the condition that we find ourselves in without the Lord. Romans 8, 8 tells us that we cannot please God. And when we look unto Him in the Scriptures, we find out who He was. I say was because He's not on earth any longer. But He still is. Never ceased to be. But he was the Son of God himself. And we see him as the Son of God. We look in the Scriptures unto him and we see what he's done. That he did come and live that perfect life. And he did voluntarily give it for us. When we look unto him in the Scriptures, we see why he has done this. Because He's loved us from before the foundation of the world. That God, the Father, gave Him a people. And that people He will lose none of. Not one. When we look unto Him in the Scriptures, 
we find out how we may follow Him. And that is by trusting Him and His Word. It's not only truth, it's truth for us. It's to be applied to us. When we look unto Jesus in the Scriptures, we look away from the law for our uh, acceptance by God, don't we? We look unto Him. Why? Because He kept it. We didn't. When we look unto Him in the Scriptures, we see Him crucified. They lied about Him, didn't they? They had to. Because there was no sin in Him. He had done nothing to deserve what He went through for you and me. When we look unto Jesus in the Scriptures, we see Him hanging on the cross, a perfect life, again voluntarily given for you, for me. And when He saves us, we see that application to ourselves, don't we? It's me He hung on that cross for. It's me that deserved the death that He suffered. Oh, when we look unto Him in the Scriptures, we see His blood, perfect blood, shed. Our ransom, we see our ransom, we see our peace, we see our pardon. When we look unto Him in the Scriptures, we see Him risen triumphantly. We see Him risen again that sinners might be justified. We see that our sin was completely paid for by Him. When He arose from the grave, the sins that He carried into that tomb were gone. They were gone. God sent an angel down to roll back the stone showing that the price was completely paid. Our slate of sin was completely wiped clean. What a Savior we have. We look unto Him who is the author and finisher of our faith when we consider Him that endured such contradiction of sinners against Himself. And what's the result of us looking unto Him? Lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. You see how God has given us this spiritual food so that we continually can be strengthened in Him? It's here. Wearied and faint in your minds. We experience that every day to some degree, don't we? We do. Because we desire to be just like Him. But when we look at ourselves, we don't see that, do we? 
And it's a disappointment to us. But we realize that we are going through the things in our lives that we're going through. These things that do weigh us down. These things that do cause us worry and concern and sleepless nights. Because God is teaching us dependence. Well, it's natural for us to want to be independent, isn't it? Oh, but God tells us to be dependent on Him and to realize that we've always been dependent on Him, even when we didn't know it. He's always loved us. He's always cared for us. Not only does He witness our lives, but we are in His hand, literally. And He's controlling even all those around us. That's how He keeps us looking unto Him. When we fix our eyes on Him, our eyes are removed from all these other things, aren't they? They truly are. Let's read in Proverbs chapter 4. Oh, there's a lot of teaching in Proverbs, isn't there? I love to read them. Proverbs chapter 11. I'm sorry. Chapter 4, verse 11. Proverbs 4.11 says, I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths. When we trust in Him, this is exactly what He's doing in your life. He's teaching you in the way of wisdom. His wisdom. God's Word has never changed. And it won't. As men, we want to change it just a little bit so that we feel better about ourselves. But God doesn't change, neither has His Word. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in the right paths. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened. And when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Why? Because we're standing on the rock. Because we're trusting in Him to lead us and to teach us. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Instruction and wisdom. Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it. Pass not by it. Turn from it and pass away. We have that opportunity every day, don't we? For they sleep not, except they have done mischief, and their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence, but the path of the just is as the shining light. That's the path of life that Jesus has you on today. It's a shining light when we look unto Him, isn't it? He is the light of the world. 
Verse 18 says, But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more under the perfect day. You know, there's a day coming when we're going to be like Him. We're going to be perfect. Praise God. The way of the wicked is as darkness, verse 19. They know not at what they stumble. My son, attend to my words. Attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. When we look unto him, we listen to him, don't we? Yes, and he gives us spiritual hearing that we hear what he's saying. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a froward mouth and perverse lips. Put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on. And let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet. And let all thy ways be established. Ponder the path of thy feet. Think about the day ahead. Always be ready with a reason for the faith that you show in your life. Always be ready to tell the good news of Jesus Christ. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Again, the Word of God has not changed. It was perfectly written, inspired by God, and it does not change. When we look unto Him in the Scriptures, we see Him glorified, don't we? We see Him sitting at the right hand of the throne of God making intercession for us. He is our advocate. He is providing our needs. All of them. Even when we don't realize it. So let's realize it. Unto Him, we should give all of our attention. When we have issues, we we should see them the way Joshua Joshua saw the walls of Jericho. You remember the Lord appeared and stood, I believe, between Joshua and those walls. Joshua trusted in the word of the Lord, didn't he? And those walls came down flat. They were no task for the Lord. 
we too should not see the things in life that we see as problems between us and the Lord. Well, I have problems. I don't. I don't have time to read the Bible. I have issues. I, I, I can't. I don't have time to go to church. We see all these different things between us and following the Lord. That's a natural thing. But it's not the case. These issues are not between us and the Lord. The Lord is between us and whatever issues we're facing. He's there. He's there. The answer to our problem will be found when we look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. What a Savior. What a merciful God that we serve. 